Hi, I'm Carolyn, and I'm a trip. Ah! <laughs> I told you one day I would make you a trail runner. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like a Freudian slip. <laughs> in an episode somewhere. I guess I'm a wannabe trail runner, huh? Who loves to run in Seal Bay? Hi, I'm Carolyn, and I'm a road runner. And I'm Kim, and I'm a trail runner. Welcome to our podcast, where we bring the communities of trail and road running together and explore the parallels between running and life. This episode marks the end of another quarter where Kim and I reflect on our own running, what's new in our lives, and industry news, including potential trail and road races throughout Manitoba and around the world. Kim kicks things off with a pretty big announcement that's making for lots of changes in her life and her running. And I've taken on a new role in the running world that I'm also really excited to share about. One update since recording this episode, the in-person half marathon I was registered for on May 2nd is sadly not able to take place in person, making it my seventh race cancellation since October 2019. We finished with a discussion on Red S, relative energy deficiency in sport, as well as some excellent resources should you wish to learn more. Once again, we want to thank all of our incredible guests for sharing their stories, and we want to thank you for helping us surpass the 5,000 downloads milestone. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you could take a screenshot, share it, and tag us on social media, subscribe, or leave a rating and review. All of this helps connect runners with inspiring stories as they train for their next adventure. Without further delay, here we go. Hey, Kim. Hey, Carolyn. We're back again. I can't believe another three months has gone by. I cannot believe we've been podcasting now for six months. I thought it'd be kind of fun to just sort of recap what's new with us, what's new in the running world, and maybe a couple of things that we've been thinking about. So you good with that? Absolutely. We uh, we talk a lot, but we don't get a chance to talk to each other uh, that much. So this is going to be fun. Exactly. And yeah. there is a lot new. I yeah. cannot wait for you to tell our listeners what's new in your life. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll start with me. Um, it's been, you know, a, another cold, long winter here in Manitoba. And um, I started out the season training quite intentionally and building a, quite a bit of mileage for some races that, were, that I was hoping were going to be in May here. They still might happen, but as part of that, an old foot injury that I had in the past, a stress fracture, started to niggle again, and I swore after that experience I would never go back to that place again of wearing a boot <laughs> and not able to run. So I've, I've significantly backed off my mileage recently to let that heal, but the other thing that's been happening is... I am moving to the Rocky Mountains. I'm moving to Calgary. We need a drum roll. Yeah, yeah. It's a big news. It's big news it's for me. It's huge. I'm so sad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have mixed feelings because I grew up in Alberta. I miss the mountains and the trails there, like a piece of my own body. But I have also fallen in love with Manitoba and the people here. So it's it's going to be hard to leave. It's been mm -hmm. six years. Mm -hmm. But if there's one thing the pandemic has made me realize is that um, I can't be cut off from family 
and mountains yeah. <laughs> for very long. And it's time it's time to get back closer to both. So I'm really excited. We're moving to Calgary. I'm literally closing a deal on selling my house today and going shopping for a house in Calgary next week. So life has gotten really crazy. So with all of that going on, I've been super tired and stressed. Mm -hmm. And I finally, with my foot hurting, essentially threw out the training plan that I had developed in January for myself and rewrote it last weekend. And I thought, you know, it's time to give yourself a bit of grace here. Well, if you were coaching yourself, yeah. what would you say? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Life changes and plans have to change, right? So I'm still running. I've just kind of changed my focus from racing in May to still training intentionally for uh, the Sinister 750 miler in early July in Alberta, because by then I hope to be in Alberta. Right. <laughs> and uh, I will still be training for a pretty intense mountain race in the flatlands of Manitoba. So um, it will be challenging, but that's kind of my focus race now. I'm pretty confident it's going to go. And because I will be in Alberta, I won't be cut off from travel restrictions if it goes. And then still hoping to get into the Canadian death race in August for my Western States qualifier. And I guess the other big news is I got into my dream race, which is Yay! the CCC um, 100k race in Chamonix <laughs> in Italy. When is that? Oh, so that's the last week of August. I got in. That's pretty much as far as we've gotten right now because I am obviously starting a new job and I'm uh, not quite sure what's going to happen with my ability to travel and whether they're going to be keen on me flying to Europe, as well as what the state of affairs with variants and everything will be over there at that point in time. Europe is kind of on a roller coaster. So I, I'm not sure. I've registered for the race, but I haven't booked any anything further. So we'll just kind of wait and see what happens with that one. So many unknowns, huh? Like, oh, I, I really think just going back to something that you were saying before of this has a, a physical toll on our body, right? Mm -hmm. Like this mental stress, this uncertainty, anxiety, yep. whatever, like all the stuff that you've got going on, mm -hmm. on your plate and in your mind, <laughs> it all affects us physically. And yep. yeah, just the, oh, so much uncertainty. Like, we talked about this in our last episode, but that's never been such a focus in preparing for races as it has been this past year. Yeah. Will this race even go? <laughs> if it does, what will it look like? Can I travel? Will I have to quarantine? It's just, there's so many questions without answers. I don't know. I'd be curious to hear from you how much you think that's playing into maybe the foot injury that you're flirting with. You know, I think it's a big part of it. Inflammation is a part of any running injury. And my body has definitely felt more inflamed than usual this this winter with running. And I know cortisol levels and stress levels <laughs> affect that, right? I'm still eating the same way. I'm still, I'm not training any differently, I thought, than last year. But this weird inflammation has been hovering under the radar. You know, heart rate's been off. I've been feeling like I'm, you know, in a constant state of sympathetic <laughs> overload. Mm -hmm. So trying to get back to the nasal breathing and, you know, just really forcing myself into the proper zones. So, you know, it's, it's all part of the big picture. But, you know, once I backed off, started really focusing on 
you know, controlling inflammation and just stress reduction. My foot right now feels amazing. So mm. I'm really happy that I, I didn't ignore it. I didn't keep running through it. I just like stopped the bus for a couple mm-hmm. days, <laughs> reduced my mileage. And uh, now I think I'll be, I'll be good to go now that the snow is melted. But, you know, training in 2020 and 21, I kind of liken it to races like Big's Backyard Ultra, you know, that we've talked about in the past where there's really no finish line and you're just yeah. kind of going without, <laughs> you know, you're you're going and you have to maintain this certain pace and you're trying to stay focused, but you really aren't sure when the race is going to happen and when that goal event is going to happen. And it's kind of hard to be ready all the time, right? Mm-hmm. That's a really good comparison, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Normally your training has the focus, right? And the race has a finish line. And in both instances right now, we don't have that. Exactly. Life life has been a great training ground this past year. (laughs) For sure. So, Carolyn, what's up with you? I actually hired a strength coach. We're pro coaching around here, obviously, both of us being coaches, Mm -hmm. but Strength training is something that obviously I know is really important, but it was one of those things that I was never really consistently getting around to doing on my own. Mm -hmm. And I heard this, okay, if people haven't listened to the Women Run Canada podcast, you've got to listen to it. The lady that does it is here out of Winnipeg. Her name's Kirsten Parker, and they get on some amazing guests. But anyway, they interviewed this one coach, and she's out of Alberta called Lindsay Romano. And I just loved their conversation. Like Kirsten Parker is a great, (laughs) a great interviewer. Like she's just so relaxed and conversational and funny, and she has the best laugh. But anyway, that's Mm -hmm. a little sidebar. So I heard this, this lady. And so I went to her website. She's a running coach. And she also does strength programs for people. So I reached out to her and we had a conversation and and it was a super good fit. And so it's been about six weeks now. And it's it's great because she uses this app. It's called Bridge Tracker. So she kind of programs my workouts and, and she knows I'm a runner and she's a runner. So she gets it. It's like I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder or anything like that. I want to strength train to improve my running. Mm-hmm. So she programs it. But what I love about it is that I'm like a box checker, right? So <laughs> you like do one exercise, you hit the check mark, it takes yes. you to the next exercise. And there's something mm-hmm. very like satisfying about that to me. But more than that, I'm feeling really, really strong. And um, I've had this kind of high hamstring tendinopathy, just kind of nagging in the background for, I want to say, like a year or more. Mm -hmm. And it's feeling so much better. Uh, So I already think it's working. And it's only been six weeks. So I'm super happy about that. The other thing, so we talked in the last episode that we released, which at this point is episode uh, 27 with Manitoba Runner Association Executive Director Kathy Weens. We talked all about this race here in our area that was going to go ahead as an in-person race and it got sanctioned and everything and then it... (laughs) It, it sold out and then was shut down by public health. So mm-hmm. that was called the Stonewall Quarry Race. So my husband and I were signed up for that. So I was training like r- with a real 5K specific focus. And that was going to be March 27th. 
And so now it's it's uh, a virtual, and I've shifted my focus to looking ahead to the Winnipeg Police Services Half Marathon, which is May 2nd. So all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my goodness, I only have six weeks to really train for a half marathon, which I've kind of been... You've got a good base. Though, I've got right? a decent base. Yeah, yes. it's just sort of redirecting the training. Yeah, well, and you, you could run it to complete right now, but you want to run it to perform too, I right? I do. It has yeah. been, and I got thinking about this, it's actually been since 2015 that I've trained with intent for a half marathon, which is crazy. I've run a couple half marathons since then, but uh, one of them I did it as a workout, like I did it in the middle of a long run mm-hmm. and and just sort of did it like a progression run. And then the other one... I did train and I did horribly at it. So anyway, um, we'll this see. should happen live though. We're talking about an in-person half marathon here, right? Yeah. And and now there's still, especially because of the cancellation of the Stonewall race, mm-hmm. I will not be surprised if it doesn't go, but at this point they're still planning for an in-person race and it's May 2nd and here we are March 24th recording mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. So fingers we'll crossed. Yeah. yeah we'll but see. The, be ready. Well. <laughs> so okay. that's it on the, the running side for me. The other big news is that I last night got elected to be a board of director for the Canadian Masters Athletics. So this is wow. a really crazy story. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So there's a little bit of a backstory to this. So in uh, November, December of 2020, I was running along listening to this amazing podcast, Women Run Canada, that I found my strength coach on. And I was listening to a woman named Carla Del Grand, and she's a master sprinter for Canada, like super accomplished. And this lady is like 67 years old, I think. And she holds all these Canadian and world records in everything from the 100 to the 400 meters and relays and everything, I think. And they were having the greatest conversation. And I was like, oh my gosh, after sort of talking with Carlene, remember our episode with Carlene, mm-hmm. I can't remember the mm-hmm. number. And uh, and then listening to this lady, I was like, maybe it's not too late for me. Like I am not a sprinter. I am like the farthest thing from a sprinter. But it got me thinking the way she was so passionately talking about sprinting because she didn't, I think she sprinted in her youth, but then had her family and got busy with her career and everything. And then it was in her 40s that she picked it back up again. And now she's 67, like smashing all these records. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And so it just got me thinking. Fast forward to the end of January. I'm a MRA, Manitoba Runners Association member. And so I get their emails and they put out an email with a call for volunteers. Volunteers were wanted by the Canadian Masters Athletics. So I read through it and I'm like, I think that would be something that I'm interested in. Like CMA is a not-for-profit. They are responsible for promoting and supporting um, track and field, road racing, race walking, and cross country for Masters athletes. So that's people 35 years old and up. Okay. And they have like 2,000 members. And anyway, they list some of the duties that you could have as a volunteer, like um, maintaining age group records or helping out with track meets. Like that's sort of what I envisioned when I put my name into volunteer. Well, don't Mm -hmm. they come back and say that I should apply for the board of directors? And I was like, 
I don't know about that, but I did. And the meeting was last night and I was elected in. So that that's amazing. Super, super exciting news. And then kind of a little offshoot of that is something we talked about with Kathy Weems is that there's this big discrepancy between the number of master's athletes participating in athletics, which is kind of your track and field and cross country Mm -hmm. versus road racing, like major discrepancy here in Manitoba. I think it was like 27 people for athletics and 200 and some people for road racing. Mm -hmm. And so there's been kind of like a subcommittee formed under athletics Manitoba to try to see what we can do about boosting up some of those numbers in track and field and cross country. And they asked me to be part of that committee. So now I'm sitting on that committee too. So this is just a very, um, it's all happened very fast, but I'm super excited about it. Well, you know, similar to, to my move, you know, it just, it just dropped into my lap and I got my, you know, everything I asked the universe for when it came to location (laughs) and type of job and timing and everything. And this, this CMA and athletics master's committee thing just kind of happened for you. So I, you know, I think you're meant to be there. There's something you're meant to accomplish with these committees and I'm excited to hear about what happens over the next several months with with your involvement with the committees. So I will definitely keep you posted. Did. And yeah. guess who's on the board with me? Who? Carla Del Grand, the oh Canadian Master Sprinter. So okay, so I'm... you better, you know, get to know her quite well. We probably <laughs> want to talk to her on this podcast. Yes, I'm putting it out <laughs> to the universe that I would like to talk to Carla Del Grand. <laughs> You know, Canada has so many amazing, amazing accomplished runners. You know, as we've started to brainstorm guests, there's a lot of amazing runners out there. Yeah. And maybe this is a good time to a thank all of you for listening to our mm-hmm. podcast but also if you have suggestions for guests that you'd like us to interview on the podcast someday send them through you can uh, reach us on our instagram is probably the easiest and our yeah. handle is at inspired souls cast and souls is like the running shoe souls s-o-l-e-s yeah Okay, so Carolyn, I was over at your house uh, a week ago (laughs) for a little catch-up chat, and your Christmas tree is still up. What's going on with that? I know. This is so weird, and people have very strong feelings about this. I posted a picture on Valentine's Day of my husband and I. The caption was something like, true love is celebrating Valentine's Day with your Christmas tree still up. Something like that. Well, I got some messages. Mostly it's ha-ha-ha, but... Some people were like, no, 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 you got to take that down. Like that is, that's really, really weird. So I'm curious what people are thinking. So our, our reasoning, normally we are the people that take it down kind of between Christmas and New Year's or early January at the latest. Well, this year it's like a special treat to ourselves during COVID. We're not taking it down until we get through COVID. (laughs) Okay. So So what's your definition of getting through COVID? (laughs) I don't know, actually, but um, it's we your don't happy, have plans happy to take thing. it down anytime soon. We kind of like coming out in the morning. It's dark now with the daylight mm-hmm. saving time, still dark in the morning when we get up, but we, our lights are on timers. And so it's kind of nice to just sit. It's not completely dark because the, the Christmas yeah. tree lights. I don't know. There's something weirdly comforting about it for us this year, which is out of the ordinary. But yeah. Weigh, weigh in on our Instagram. Is okay. my Christmas tree up on March 24th? Weird. Well, 
maybe you can turn it into a running tree and start hanging your virtual medals and everything <gasps> Ooh, from this year on that's a it. really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Put your ba- race bibs and any, you know, swag that you get. Anyways, that's an idea. So on that note, you know, we, we had, we don't run together a lot. I think this might surprise people as well. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's partially because we've all been in in our little bubbles. Yeah. Um, but we're also really busy people. So we managed to squeak a run together, uh, our second run recently. And our first one was on the trails and this one we did the road and it was fun. Yeah. So fun. It was fun. And we're going to have to make a better effort I think yeah. over the next yeah, few before months I move. before you yeah. move to yeah. to do a few more runs together for sure so let's catch up a bit on industry news running industry news let's start with road running Carolyn what's going on in the road running world that you want to mention well a couple things we've got the Manitoba Marathon here they are as far as I know, proceeding with an in-person event over the Labor Day weekend. So it's normally the Father's Day weekend in June, and they've pushed it to the Labor Day weekend. And last year when I was training for a fall marathon and doing the bulk of my like my hardest training was done in September. I w- every day that I went out for a long run in September, I was like, there should be a marathon here in Manitoba in September. It's gorgeous here. Yeah, for our non-Canadian listeners, Labor Day is the first weekend in September. Yeah, and uh, so it's the fourth, fifth weekend. Yeah. I think I have that right. And so I'm announcing it on this podcast, I am signed up for the marathon. Oh, Kim, I cannot let that marathon last year, that disastrous Mm -hmm. marathon that I had. (laughs) I just have not been able to get over it. And I want to redo. You need a redemption. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm signed up. And again, fingers crossed, who knows what will happen. I really want to thank publicly all of these race directors who are persevering and going ahead and doing their best and putting on something that they think will fly with the public health orders. Yeah. Regardless, it's not, it has not been easy. No, I think this is a make it or break it year. Like Mm -hmm. races that don't survive this year or that don't do well are going to, you know, you can't survive two, three no. years in a row. This no. is going to be so support your races, people. Exactly. Like if there, if there is a race going and you can do it in person. Great. If you can't still support virtually because this, you know, there's not a huge profit margin for these races. Exactly. <laughs> and and they yeah. need we want them to keep going into the future. So yeah. I said this to one of my friends the other day. I'm like, this is kind of the way I feel like I'm giving to charity almost. Mm-hmm. Not that it, it's like I'll sign up for a race and if it doesn't go, it's like just keep my money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because just- I'm so th- grateful that you're even trying, you know, to, to provide an experience for us runners who are so starved for race experiences. (laughs) Yeah. What about Boston? Yeah. And so my husband was supposed to run Boston 2020 so that his qualifying race was Manitoba Marathon 2019, which feels like forever and a day ago at this point. Yeah. So of course, April 2020 Boston was postponed till the fall of 2020 and then canceled. And then they never proceeded with an April 2021 Boston. They right from the get go said it would be fall. So it is tentatively set for Monday, October 11th in Boston. 
which is our Thanksgiving weekend. So that kind of makes it nice for travel. But again, just back to what you were saying, it's still so many question marks. Will it go? What will it look like if it does go? What's travel going to look like? Do you have Uh, to quarantine for two weeks? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, On either side. I know, I know. So again, who knows, but at this point, it's it's providing the the hope that we need to wake up every day and keep training. Yeah, that's exactly it. Hope. <laughs> Hope's yeah. a powerful thing. Hang it on. sure is. Yeah. It sure is. Well, what's new on the tra- in the trail world? Okay, well, there's a few things that have happened. I mean, uh, is every race, you know, um, and race director in both road and trail has been making tentative plans or f- afraid to actually announce anything because permits you know, or last minute, but the Barclays marathon did just happen in frozen head state park, Tennessee. So it kind of came up out of nowhere. Normally it's usually the first weekend in April and they just had it this week, mid-March. So, so for, for those of you that listeners, yes, yeah, I was going to say, what is explain it? it? Yeah. Yeah. So Barclays marathon, if you want to know all about it, there's an awesome documentary on Netflix mm-hmm. uh, about it, but It's a race that um, was the brainchild of Gary Cantrell, who goes by his other (laughs) trail name is Lazarus Lake, you know, near his property there uh, in Frozen Head State Park in Tennessee. And it has no official date or start time. Um, (laughs) You never know when the race is going to start. It's roughly a hundred, supposed to be roughly a hundred miles long. Um, it's five quote, 20 mile loops. Although you're not allowed to wear a watch or GPS uh, when you do this run, it's, it's old school, like map and compass, um, and a little, you know, Casio digital watch just to kind of mark your time. So people estimate it is significantly longer than a hundred miles in reality, (laughs) but there's, yeah, there's a 60 hour cutoff, which means you pretty much need to do 12 hours per loop, which sounds like a long time, but this is really rough, Mm -hmm. rugged, um, no trail terrain, like you're orienteering to complete this race. (laughs) Exactly. Um, there's only been 15 finishers since 1986. Wow. (laughs) So they say that the Barclay marathons has won over the competitors way more than anybody's ever finished it. Um, There were no finishers this year. There is something they call the fun run, which is three loops. So roughly 60 miles. If you can finish that in 40 hours, you complete the fun run. And there were (laughs) a few finishers for the fun run, but they give you a time window of when it might start. And so all the competitors are there waiting um, and ready And so if you want, you know, the race without a focus, not knowing when your start is going to be can be quite interesting. Well, that's what I was going to say. It sounds like he's ahead of his time with like capitalizing on uncertainty, right? Oh, the mental game. When it's going to start, you can't wear your watch. You don't know how far into it you are. Like this is the ultimate in uncertainty. It's exactly like, yeah. So he blows this conch shell. (laughs) And and then you have an hour to get to the start line after the conch blows. And then he starts the race by lighting a cigarette. (laughs) So it's totally like, there's so many things about this, this race that are just crazy. And yet people 
are drawn to that, right? Like, isn't that interesting paradox that we don't like uncertainty in our everyday life? We want to know everything, but then we'll pay, I don't even know how much it is. It's it's $1.60 for this race. That's the other crazy thing. (laughs) But it is really by invitation only. Like there is no official application, like website. It's almost like Mm, word of mouth. You have to know somebody who knows somebody and then you write a letter of application. So it's exclusive in that way. It's very exclusive. Yes. Yes. And when you get in, you get a letter of condolence (laughs) (laughs) from Carrie, basically saying, we're sorry to inform you that you have gotten into Barclays Marathon this year. (laughs) Are you tempted to do something like this? Never. Okay. Never. No. This does not sound like something I would like. No. And I'm not physically even close to being able to complete something like that. But maybe like a a Biggs event would interest me. Mm -hmm. Um, But not Barclays. Yeah, it's crazy. I love watching it. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is that there is a race series that is happening here in Manitoba called the Trails of Toba series. And I believe it's sold out now, but it's an interesting virtual event that has 12 trails all over Manitoba that they've identified. You can do any trail you want, but there's these 12 suggested trails and you need to complete three by September 30th and upload your data to Strava. And uh, there is a competitive division where the top three times on these specific trails will count towards points and prizes. But yeah, I think it was a it's a nice, interesting series that somebody has done that really is very inclusive. It allows that no matter where you live or what your distance or pace is, you can still participate. And if you want to get really competitive, you can. And it gets people out exploring uh, some of the great trails that we have here in Manitoba. So a shout out to the Trails of Toba um, segment series. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is, at least here in Manitoba, we have the relatively newly formed Manitoba Association of Trail Runners. And they are organizing a series of trail cleanup dates throughout the summer. The first one is going to be April 17. So coming up really shortly, groups of 10 max are allowed in our current public health orders. So um, if you are interested in getting involved in doing some trail cleanup, follow the Manitoba Association of Trail Runners. We'll put some links in in the show Mm -hmm. notes there for their Insta page and um, website because um, there's events happening in Winnipeg and Brandon and throughout the summer, there'll be um, a way that you can get involved and give back to your trail running community. Awesome. So what do you all think? Will real races go in 2021? Yes, no. Yeah. Hybrids are probably, I think hybrids are the the way that most of the race directors are going these days, yeah. right? Like yeah. planning for in-person, if it gets canceled at the last minute, then you can easily flip to a virtual. Well, and I don't know if that's going to go away. You I know? Don't, I know. Like, and we were talking about that with Kathy yeah. as like maybe one of the silver linings you yeah. know, and, and really when that's an attitude, right. Looking yeah. for what's right instead of what's wrong. And I thought yeah. that was really important that she brought that up because yeah. it's always there. We just, it's a yeah. mindset. It's how we look yeah. at things and she's right. It does help with participation in our sport and making it yeah. more inclusive. 
I think they're going to have to have like different divisions. Like you can't be competitive in the same way virtually as if you're mm-hmm. on a start line with somebody, but because um, of the variables are too uncontrolled virtually, but yeah. still an interesting concept. And I think there's going to be a, a lot of good that comes out of all of the innovation <laughs> and, and um, creativity that uh, COVID has spawned yeah. in, in our running community. Yeah. So Carolyn, um, you know, you've got a few interesting things you've been thinking about and, and doing recently. So what are you loving right now? What have you, what are you thinking about? Yeah. So I, I do this newsletter. I write a, a weekly newsletter. It's free for anybody to join, by the way, if you want to go to my website, which is carolyncoffin.com. Right on the homepage, you just put your name and email and, uh, and then you're on my newsletter. So I write this weekly newsletter and it's comprised of three things every week. It's always the same. So something I've been thinking about I talk about who's been on the podcast that week, and then I give a running tip or an exercise or something like that. So that's the kind of layout of the newsletter. So it forces me to think each week about what have I been thinking about? And this week I wrote about this book. So I've been devouring this book by Dr. Stacey Sims, who is a, she served as an exercise physiologist nutrition scientist at Stanford. She has a great TED Talk, actually. But her book is called Roar, How to Match Your Food and Fitness to Your Female Physiology for Optimum Performance, Great Health, and a Strong Lean Body for Life. And this isn't a new book. I'm pretty sure it came out maybe in 2016, 2017. It's been out for a while. But basically most of the sports science and nutrition research that we rely on has been done on men yes. and it's been done on men because men are easier to study mm-hmm. <laughs> because men do not have a menstrual cycle. Right. Right. So when you extrapolate out the findings of research that's been done on men to the entire population, and it's usually young, healthy men, like college age, yes. university aged men. Because yeah, like, they happen to be where the researchers are exactly. at that time. Right? I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. But it doesn't always apply to all populations or in this case, the female athlete who has, let's face it, different physiology. Yeah. So her entire work can be summed up in two sentences. Women are not small men. Mm-hmm. Stop eating and training like one. And I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that I'm finally making these discoveries after, quote, being a woman for, you know, nearly 30 years. Right. But she talks about, you know, like talks about the cycle and how you would be eating and training differently in different parts of the cycle based on what is going on. And then she talks about pregnancy. She talks about menopause. She talks about all of these things that women athletes go through. She talks about like why you might overheat in your Ironman in the week before your period, but you might be like rocking it while you're on your period. Like these things that sort of never get talked about, frankly. Well, but every woman knows this is an issue, right? Um, Sometimes even if you're not paying attention to your cycle, I'll come home and be like, oh my God, my legs felt like lead. And I just, that run was just a slog. What's wrong with me? And then- the light goes off. Well, of course, like (laughs) I'm at this point in the month and my hormones are just not letting me perform. And so we've talked about how, you know, you're looking at the race date, hoping that your cyclist is going to be at the wrong time. (laughs) Well, you can't always plan a race day, but you can sure plan your training a little bit more intelligently Mm -hmm. and you're eating and not 
scheduling your your peak runs maybe at the suboptimal times in the month, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that kind of it sort of dovetailed with what we talked about with Dr. Sylvia Lowen, like mm-hmm. when we were talking about Red S, which if people miss that episode, it's it's a really good one. You should go back and listen. But Red S stands for Relative Energy Deficiency in Sport. And it's a fairly new term. I think the term came out in about 2014. It was recognized by the IOC. It used to be something we thought of that only happened in women and we called it the female athlete triad which Mm -hmm. is like low bone mineral density amenorrheic like losing your period and low energy like relative energy deficiency so it was kind of this three-pronged syndrome or I don't know if syndromes or or that made up this female athlete triad but the reason they updated it was because this applies to men too obviously not the losing their period part but everything else if you're not eating and fueling Sylvia had a great analogy do you remember her analogy she talked about a bank account or something like the bank account has to be full enough to like pay your bills and live your life and have your heart beating and all the things that your right, body would right. have to do. And then what's left over can be devoted to your training. But if you're not eating enough to support any of that, then you're dipping into your reserves, you know, you're right. going into your line of credit or I don't know. Yeah. And you can only do that so long. Analogy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I see this a lot. I really do see this a lot. And I see it in men as well as women. So that's why I'm happy that this term has been updated. But now it's just educating like it takes it lags behind like sort of getting coaches and athletes to really understand it and and just that whole kind of fueling your run like eating before and eating after sort of sandwiching those harder or longer efforts with with those calories is super super important so yeah I've been I've been loving that so Roar is a great book Dr. Stacey Sims I'll link all of that up in the show notes Red S I've listened to a lot of awesome podcast. Uh, if people prefer their learning in, in podcast, the Science of Sport podcast with Ross Tucker. Mm. That was yes. one that uh, Dr. Wayne Crow recommended, yes. episode 22. His was a great episode too, but he recommended some podcasts and this was one of them. And there's one, so our main kind of applied physiologist guy in Canada who looks into all of this is called Trent Stellingworth. He's out of Victoria, BC, and his wife, Hillary Stellingworth, has represented us in the 1500 meters at the Olympics twice, I think. I think she was in Rio in 2016 and also, was it London in 2012? Anyway, the two of them were on this podcast and they were talking about the Mary Kane story, you know, the... Yes. Athlete yes. with the Nike Oregon project. Mm-hmm. She was like mm-hmm. a teenaged phenom and she went to train with yeah. Alberto Salazar and it was like a brutal culture there. But he was obsessed with weight and weighing people and he wanted her to be 114 pounds. And this was like the magic number. And she just spiraled like in that environment. It sounded super, super toxic. But they talked about Mary Kane and Red S and when weight loss affects performance um, with Hillary and Trent Stellingworth. So what the causes of Red S are and the culture and the psychology and, and uh, yeah, it's a super fascinating. So I'll link that podcast for anyone who is interested in the show notes. Awesome. How about you? What have you been thinking about? 
<laughs> I, was, I was saying to Carolyn before we started recording, I'm like, yeah, there's been like a cyclone going off in my head for like the last two months. <laughs> it's a hurricane in your head. Oh, hurricane, a cyclone. I don't know what you want to call it. But yeah, a lot of things I'm thinking about. So if anything, what I want to mention here is that as focused uh, as Carolyn sounds right now, I am not. I am totally unfocused. And I am just giving myself permission right now to simplify and edit my life. <laughs> um, I'm giving myself, should. yes, I'm giving myself grace that if my runs aren't perfect, at least I'm still out there running. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I've re redone my whole training plan. It's it's still a plan. I'm still running, but just aligning a little bit more with where I'm at in my life right now. Mm -hmm. And running should always give back. It should never be, for me at least, something that I dread doing or a chore. Another thing mm -hmm. on my list that's just like, oh my goodness, I got a million things to do today. So I really want to make sure through this next few months that uh, my runs stay a plus in my life. So trying to just connect with some friends for some runs and enjoying the warm spring air. So have I been listening to loads of podcasts? Have I been reading books? Quite frankly, no. <laughs> uh, stone silence is kind of what I'm craving right now on my drives just to let my brain settle. But I know as we get through this phase of life and, and um, get settled in Calgary, things will change. So yeah. Well, you have a lot going on. And yeah. I think to be able to have the self-awareness to make some of those more like self-honoring choices for you as opposed mm -hmm. to like pushing through and forcing through and there's a lot of that I've done that I've done that many times yeah. yes it sounds like if you're tuning in and listening your body is saying slow down back off find the enjoyment in the yeah. running so I yeah. just want to honor you publicly I think that's oh, amazing well, and more people yeah. I really think uh, more people could uh, stand to learn from your example well it's a uh, <laughs> it's a work in progress but I I do strongly believe there's a time and a season for everything mm -hmm. and um, when I'm ready to to ramp it back up again I will mm -hmm. so well, this has been a good um, little conversation we've had. Um, I want to give a bit of a shout out to our listeners and to all our guests because just yesterday, which was March 23rd, <laughs> uh, we're recording today on March 24th, we hit 5,000 downloads for Woo! our podcast. So yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Yeah, it's starting to pick up as we have more episodes and more guests. So we really want to thank all of our listeners and our guests and encourage you if you have an episode that you've just listened to and it really resonated with you and you think that somebody else needs to hear it, please rate us or give us a review on um, whatever platform you're using to listen to us. Take a screenshot of, of your episode of the episode and post it on your you know Insta story or Facebook story. And tag us. Make sure you tag us yeah. at Inspired Souls Cast. Exactly. We want the word to get out. So we really rely on on people sharing and listening. So thank you. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, if you have a guest suggestion for us, uh, you can send that through uh, Instagram as well. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap. We've kind of covered a lot of stuff in this little <laughs> conversation. And uh, we wish everybody um, fun, efficient, good training runs and lots of joy with your running in the spring. Bye, everybody. Bye.